from last week was to start praying and getting to know the person of the Holy Spirit. This week, today, we are going to be looking at what that person does. What is the work of the Holy Spirit? What is the passion of the Holy Spirit? What is the purpose? When he rolls out of the bed in the morning, the Holy Spirit, he's got a purpose and a plan and intent. What is that exactly? This is going to be some uh, kind of 2.0 theology. We're going to go a little deeper, a little heavier. If you're new to the Christian faith, some of this might get a little confusing. Hang in there. It's a little trippy at first. But there's a lot of really good stuff to be learned, known, and understood. If you're a mature Christian or you are, have been a Christian and are continuing to mature in your faith, soak this one up. Come back to and re-listen to this message. There is more in this message. And what I hope the Spirit will speak to us this morning that you can just really meditate on and get at in weeks and weeks to come. You can spend your entire life trying to see and understand the work of the Holy Spirit. And it sounds really silly, but you can really summarize the work of the Holy Spirit pretty simply. I mean, very very simply, in fact. You see, I would put it like this. The person of the Holy Spirit, his passion, his vocation, his calling, what he does is make persons holy. The person of the Holy Spirit makes persons holy. The Holy Spirit makes people and distinguishes people from among the word world. Holy is this Christian word. You ever heard the word holy before? It's not only is it a Christian world word, it is used in world religions. It kind of means to be set apart or set aside for the divine. Uh, some other words that we use are like consecrated. Have you ever heard consecrated before? Like a space or a building or something can be consecrated. And that means to be set aside for the sacred, for the divine. Another fancy word that we use in Christianity is sanctification. You ever hear a sanctify? Sanctification. It's this big, long word, and it appears in the scriptures. And it means, it has to do with the same thing, being Holy. Holy literally translates as set apart. So the Holy Spirit sets people apart for the plans, purposes, and intentions of the one divine God. The Holy Spirit sets people apart, calls them apart from the rest of the world, and distinguishes them as God's family. Another way to say it might be like this. The Spirit gathers God's family together. The Holy Spirit gathers God's family together, distinguishing them from the world and establishing them as holy. To understand yourself as holy, to see and experience holiness, is to see and experience salvation itself. It's to know and see and understand and experience that a divine and great God loves you, forgives you, adopts you into his family. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He makes you holy by sharing salvation with you, by sharing this family that God is creating and the kingdom that God is building and welcoming you to be a part of what God is already up to in this world. We as Christians, we call that salvation being saved because it distinguishes us from the world and from our past, from our 
old behaviors, from destructive things that get involved, that we get into our lives involved in. And yet God comes along and the Holy Spirit says, I want you to be part of God's family. And he makes you holy, setting you apart. Another way you might look at it or think about it is like this. The Spirit is the primary mover in delivering salvation. The Spirit is the one that is coming to you and declaring you as holy and setting you apart. The, the, The gospel comes to you and you have this moment of faith that all of a sudden you experience salvation. Jesus himself got the goods, so to speak. You see, what happened is Jesus came to be a part of our world because we are broken human beings. God loved us and knew that we needed healing. He knew that we needed hope and restoration because we're so broken. And so he sent Jesus. And Jesus came into our world, subjecting himself to our brokenness. And, and, and he came and he taught and he lived and he began to preach about this kingdom, this family that God began to create. And he went into a tomb, having died upon a cross. And three days later, he rose from that tomb. He rose from death and promised to give eternal life to God's family. Jesus won all the good stuff. He won salvation. He won eternal life. He won forgiveness for you and for me. And now the Holy Spirit is the one who brings that to you. Jesus is in acquisition. Jesus got the goods, but the Holy Spirit is the one who delivers, who gives, who gives the gospel to those who would hear it. Look in the text in John. This is a great way that the the scriptures talk about it. Jesus is speaking here, and he says this. He says, the Holy Spirit, that's the he, he, the Holy Spirit will glorify me. Because he will take what is mine, what I have won, what I have accomplished, what I have achieved for others, this life and this goodness and eternity and forgiveness. He will take what is mine, all this good stuff, and declare it, give it, proclaim it to you. All that the Father has, life and and hope and future, and and all that is mine, and now the Holy Spirit is going to come along. And for this reason, I said that the Holy Spirit is going to take what's mine and declare it to you. Martin Luther is a famous theologian. He's a guy who, back in the day, had some powerful, powerful things to say, who I believe that the Holy Spirit actually spoke through and and, and really worked through in some huge ways. And he used to say it like this. He said, wherever you experience the gospel... Wherever you hear Jesus being talked about, wherever you you see and understand the cross and all that Christ accomplished, when you're in those conversations, those conversations, those spaces, those circumstances, that is exactly where the Holy Spirit is at work. Where you have the gospel being declared. There you have the presence and the power and the activity of the Holy Spirit. Where the gospel is absent, 
you will also have an absence of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's purpose, his motivation, his the reason he gets out of bed in the morning is so that he can move in and through this world to bring salvation to people and spread the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. The Spirit spreads salvation. And the way that he does that is fascinating. I mean, this is truly, this is just amazing how much God knows us and knows how we receive and understand things. The Holy Spirit doesn't just speak through some thunderclap always. He doesn't speak through an audible voice often, though that is possible. Transparency. The Holy Spirit can speak the gospel through through some very definitive ways, through an audible voice. It is possible, but much more regular, much more normal, is for the Holy Spirit to use simple things, simple stuff, to communicate to you and to me and to others the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Spirit uses simple stuff to spread salvation. Let me show you what I mean by that. When we talk about the Spirit speaking and bringing salvation to people, it has to speak most often through people. The Spirit speaks through people in order to get to people. The Spirit speaks through people in order to get to people. Somewhere along the line, you have bumped into somebody who shared with you the good news of Jesus Christ, his life, death, and resurrection. And in that moment, as you heard that, whether it was from a pastor, whether it was from a friend or a co-worker, maybe it was your mom or your dad who shared with you that God loves you and God forgives you. And there's this guy named Jesus who came to be a part of your life. Somewhere along the line, you have heard about Jesus. And whoever shared that with you Whoever spoke and declared to you was the voice piece, the mouthpiece of the Holy Spirit. Because that's the way the Holy Spirit works. He works through simple things like broken people. The Holy Spirit works through simple things like bread and wine and water in order to communicate the gospel. In fact, we can kind of break it apart into two areas of how we receive information that the Holy Spirit works in big ways. We use the words words and sacraments, words and sacraments. The Holy Spirit speaks to people through spoken words and through the sacraments. What I mean by that is this. Have you ever had that moment where Pastor Bob was up here preaching and teaching, and he was going at it, and he was getting riled up, and he was the, he, the Spirit was present, and you began to feel the Spirit work in your life because whatever Pastor Bob was saying spoke directly to you, your circumstance, your situation. Whatever he was saying was like, man, that was for me. You ever have that before? Okay, a couple head nods. Yeah. 
You see, what's happening there is that Pastor Bob is actually becoming less and the Spirit is becoming more because the Spirit uses our words to speak into your lives. The Spirit uses people. He works through people to reach people. It might have not been a pastor. It could have been like that coworker, right? Where you're having that really difficult day and that coworker sits down with you and starts talking with you and it starts really kind of like preaching to you, reminding you that you are, you are God's family and that you are chosen and that you have, you have a hope and you have a future. What's happening there is the Holy Spirit is speaking through somebody to reach your life and your heart. The Holy Spirit speaks through people in order to get to people. And he uses words, spoken words, language, to accomplish that. Not only spoken words, but words can be written down, right? I mean, we call that a what? When words are written down and put together, we call that reading a... Like a book, right? Nobody's read a book before. Here's my favorite book. A collection of words written down that the Holy Spirit can actually speak through into my life. This is the Bible. And if you have ever read the Bible or had a moment where you have read the Bible and it was just the right verse... At just the right time. You guys ever have that before? Just the right verse at just the right time. What's happening there is that the Holy Spirit is using words and speaking through written words to communicate to you life, hope, salvation, gospel goodness, that you are loved and forgiven. And he uses simple things like written words to do that. Now, in the same way, he uses written words and spoken words to you, but also through you. That is to say that you have the opportunity, you have the empowerment to speak into other people's lives. There are people who need to hear the gospel through you. That the Holy Spirit will use you to speak into other people's lives. I, uh, this past Friday, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and we are trying to grow in our spiritual maturity together. And so we're, we're getting together weekly and reading the Bible and talking and having these really great conversations. And as we were talking, uh, my friend and I, he said, Andrew, i got to tell you about something that just happened last night. Uh, a, friend, a buddy of his had called him and said that he was just in a really bad spot. He was having a really hard time. He had some family things going on, and he was just like bottoming out. And my friend didn't know what to say. He said, man, Andrew, I just, he called me, and I answered the phone, and I just, I didn't have the right words, but I just started talking. And I I didn't even know really what I was saying, but at the end of the conversation, the guy told me it's exactly what he needed to hear. And I smiled. I said, man, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit speaking through you to reach a broken, hurting individual and speak a word of hope and love and grace into their life. Because that's how the Holy Spirit works. Through spoken words. 
Now, what's fascinating is God knows us so well. God knows us so incredibly well that you receive information, you receive uh, communication, not only through uh, auditory, like, like hearing, right? But you actually have five different senses, right? So you've got uh, hearing. What are your other senses? Shout them out. Sight. So sight would be great, right? Because you can read, right? Sight is another way that we can. Uh, art is another example. Have you ever looked at a piece of art and felt moved or felt like, wow, like spoken to in a profound way? Sight, definitely. God speaks to us there. What are the others? Taste. Excellent. Ooh, we'll get to that in a second. Good. Taste and touch. Physical. Holding. Touch. Last one. Smell. Smell, right? Smell. Yeah. So this is what God knows you so incredibly well. And he wants to communicate the gospel to you. He is so adamant about that, that the Holy Spirit is going to use every type of sense that he can to actually work in your lives. He's going to use circumstances and situations, and he's going to use spoken words to speak into your lives. And even he will use physical things, like, like, like stuff you can touch and taste and, and smell. Touch and taste and smell to communicate to you that you are loved, forgiven, holy, and set apart for God's purposes, plans, and future. You see, the second category that we can call, we call it the sacraments. You guys ever heard that word before? It's this old Latin word. But the sacraments are incredibly important to Christian people because they are one of the primary mediums that the Holy Spirit promises to work and to speak into people's lives. The reason that we do communion here every single week is because we know and understand this truth that the Holy Spirit can use bread and wine, simple things, simple stuff, to say to you, you are loved and you are forgiven. You can touch it. You can taste it. You can smell that wine. And as you do that, as you receive communion, you are literally experiencing God's grace. You are literally experiencing the Holy Spirit saying, I make you holy. Sacraments are so terribly important because they are one of the ways that we communicate the gospel. Jesus Christ came into this world and won all this incredible stuff for us. And he wants to declare it, proclaim it, give it to you. So the Holy Spirit uses simple things like bread and wine to do that. He uses water, baptize, baptism. You ever, many of you have been baptized Baptism is that moment where God uses spoken words, promises, and water to share the gospel with you and make you holy, to adopt you into his family. So, so, so the Holy Spirit uses spoken words, but it also uses all of these other experiences to communicate to you. You are a beloved holy child of the living God. And just as he uses sacraments and he uses the words from a pastor, and just as he used your friend and your co-worker, he might have used your mom or your dad to speak in your life, 
He is going to use you to speak into the lives of others. He is going to use you to be his mouthpiece, his voice, his ambassador out in the world. The Holy Spirit is going to speak through you to make others holy. It is incredible to think of how privileged we are to participate in what the Holy Spirit is doing, spreading salvation. You might say it like this. We are privileged to participate in the work of the Holy Spirit as He speaks through. Through us. Through sacraments. Through experiences. You might have not thought of it this way before, but for those of you who are helpers with like bread and wine helpers, every time you help, what you are helping to do is not just simply give bread and wine. What you are doing is allowing the gospel to be proclaimed through you with bread and wine so that someone might know you're holy. That's what happens. So there's a plug. If you want to be a part of that, after the service, go check it out. Go to the information station and ask how you can help proclaim the gospel to people through bread and wine. People need to hear the gospel. And specifically, you are going to be in unique positions to reach specific people with that gospel. You are an ambassador for Christ. 2 Corinthians says it like this. We are ambassadors for Christ since God is making his appeal through us. The Holy Spirit is making the appeal through you. You can see it here in Acts. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The Holy Spirit gets involved and invested and shows up in your life. And what happens? Oh my gosh, you will be my witnesses. You're going to go out and spread the gospel to people in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. Or you can look at it again in Acts 4. When they had prayed, that is when the disciples, the believers, God's family had gotten together and they had prayed and they were in that place and it was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And what happens immediately after the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they start to speak the word of God with boldness, proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ has come into our world, has died upon a cross, has been risen to life, and that because of that he has won and accomplished and achieved God's favor and God's grace, and that that is now given to you. And they start declaring that to people. Check out John 20. This is Jesus speaking. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you have forgiven the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Another way to say this is, look, God sent me, now I am sending you in the power of the Holy Spirit to speak forgiveness out in the world. To let people who are sitting in bondage and in pain and in suffering, to let them know the gospel and and declare them a forgiven and loved child of God to make them holy. That the Holy Spirit is going to do that through you as you are sent out 
to your social networks, your social contacts that you have. Those are opportunities for the Holy Spirit to make someone holy through you. You feel, you experience, you know the Holy Spirit when He speaks to you and through you. You experience holiness and are reminded of that when He speaks to you. And the Holy Spirit is going to use you and your words, your life, to speak holiness into someone else's life. As a pastor, I am privileged, I am honored that you called me here. We, the, the word we use is called. I am called to serve you. And the best way, the highest way that I can serve you is by reminding you, by allowing the Spirit to speak through me to declare you holy and forgiven. To remind you that Jesus Christ has put to death your old past. So whatever garbage, whatever darkness, whatever pain there used to be, Jesus Christ promises a new life, a new trajectory. He has chosen you and claimed you and adopted you into God's family. You are God's child. Claimed, made holy and set apart from this world for God's intentions to be part of God's family. I have the privilege of reminding you of that, sharing these sacraments with you. And to make that unequivocally clear, to make that totally abundantly, to speak so profoundly, I'm about to forgive you all of your sins and declare that forgiveness to you. Are you ready? I'm about to let the Holy Spirit speak words into your life to let you know without a shadow of a doubt you are a forgiven and beloved child of the eternal God, holy and set apart for His purposes, His plans, and eternity with Him. You ready? Here we go. As a called and ordained minister in the church of Jesus Christ, by His name, by His authority, I declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't know about you, but I just felt the Holy Spirit move. You are a forgiven, beloved, holy child of God, made so by the Holy Spirit. And you are sent forth to bring that message to others. Let's close with a word of prayer. Holy Spirit, we welcome your words, your gospel, your declaration, your proclamation, your words of forgiveness, of hope and life. We do indeed confess to you our brokenness and we welcome the forgiveness that has so been proclaimed over us here today through spoken words, through tangible bread and wine. You love us. And this morning we are overwhelmed by your presence, overwhelmed by your grace. Holy Spirit, we are overwhelmed by the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you. We worship you. 
We welcome your message, and we ask for the privilege of continuing to participate in building the kingdom of God. Speak through us to reach the hearts of others. In Jesus' name, amen.